Hi, it's K105's Dan Austin, inviting you to join me at Country Heritage Winery on Saturday, November 20th for Pouring for PanCan to raise money and awareness for pancreatic cancer research. To get more info or to donate now, go to K105FM.com. told you last week that I started growing a mustache this year to raise money for pancreatic cancer this month, okay? So you may have seen pictures on social media. You can make donations. It's growing a stash for the cash. But when people see me with a mustache... They're kind of surprised by it because they usually don't grow one. You know, I'll grow a beard, I'll grow a goatee for pancreatic cancer. Last year I dyed it purple. So what is something about somebody's appearance that you know, that you were surprised by something they did? Maybe it was a new hairstyle. Maybe a different type of clothes that you're not used to seeing them wearing. Their shoes. Maybe they got a tattoo. What was different? Huh? You were surprised to say, like, whoa, you got this, or oh, you did that. What was the surprise in their appearance? Or maybe it's in your appearance. What is it? But you said it was something that your dad did when you were 10. He shaved his mustache. And how did he, how did you react? He came into the garage. He'd been gone for like a week on vacation and I was getting a soda out of the garage fridge and I saw him, had no idea who he was. And like, I tried to run, but I just collapsed out of the floor in fear. (laughs) And then I heard him laugh and I realized it was my dad. And you were on video chat with your daughter-in-law and what were you shocked to see, Wendy? had told me that my mom had done something, and I was like, no, 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 no. And she turned the camera, and I went, oh, no, no, no. She bobbed her hair literally all the way up past her shoulders, and I was like, oh, put it back, put it back. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a shock to your system Uh, to see that, huh? I was like, no, put it back, Mom. Did she decide to grow it back or not? No, it's still short. Halloween may be over, but I found two great decorations for next year that cost me a whopping $15, if it was even that much. Okay, one was a six-foot clown. It's kind of like a windsock type thing. His eyes light up. He says things like, do I look familiar to you? Maybe that's because I've been hiding under your bed for a long time. Yes, he actually says that. So at 447K105, I bought that over the weekend. What is the best thing that you bought over the weekend? Amanda, what did you buy? I went and I bought um, some new Christmas decorations, but... Um, more importantly, I got my daughter her first stocking. Oh, look at you. What was, what kind of stocking was it? Well, my husband and I have, um, like our stockings are just red and white with a letter, like our letters are our first name. So uh-huh. her name's Paisley. So we got her the P. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's so exciting. Your favorite purchase this weekend, Rita? I bought some lavender uh, Epsom salt bubble bath. Oh, you're probably ready to use that, aren't you? I am. A little music, a little wine, you'll be good to go. Absolutely. <laughs> Please, sir, no cannonballs in the bathtub, all right? Here comes something you're going to want to retweet. So follow along and don't forget the hashtag. It's Twits on Twitter with Dan Austin on K105. Yep, do it every Tuesday. These are tweets from actual people that may be a little twisted or maybe they're tweeting about the somebody, the subject of the tweet that's actually twisted. I begin with this. I just found out that the hockey team my son's friends are joining next year costs $3,000 per kid. And I never thought I'd say this, but I'm going to start encouraging the recorder. I hate it when my husband and I can't agree on a show to watch because he refuses to fall asleep. And finally, y'all, a neighbor knocked when my husband was home and asked to borrow our toilet plunger. 
Not only did my husband lend it, but she brought it back after use and he accepted it. I'm going to throw the whole husband in the trash with the plunger. (laughs) If you know of a tweet that qualifies as a twit on Twitter, let me know anytime. Just tweet me at Dan Austin K105. How do you get somebody to speed it up when they have to use the bathroom instead of hemming and hawing and being in there for an eternity? Well, here's one idea. Now, Mark, you said you were at an outdoor concert recently, and how did you speed up the line to the porta pot? So I'm standing in line with my buddy and his wife, and there's three girls in front of me. And I said, I go, I got my phone here. I'm going to give you guys, whoever can pee the fastest, I've got a $5 bill here. <laughs> they all looked at me, and I go, no, I'm serious. Here's the 5 bucks, and I'm going to time you guys. So that was my way to make them speed up. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and, oh, man, it was hilarious. And I got the crowd behind me, and we're all laughing. <laughs> that's great. All right, so he got them to speed up their time in the bathroom. How do you do that? Whether it's you know out at a restaurant somewhere in your own home or at a porta pot, like uh, Mark explained how he uh, got people through there so quick. But Danny, you said you have the same issue at work with somebody who's in the bathroom all the time. And how do you remedy that issue? I had one guy go in there in the morning time, being there about twenty minutes to half hour. Then lunchtime, he, the guy would do the same thing. So I kept firecrackers in my uh, toolbox, <laughs> and I'd go to the to this part of the building through the machine shop room and go to the back. And had a big crack in the door. I'd take a pack of firecrackers, light it, and throw it underneath the door, <laughs> and then go back and stand on the other side of the door and say, "By God, time you got in there, it's like you're having an explosive." <laughs> so what's his reaction after that goes off? Uh, he said about an heart attack. <laughs> Dar, what do you tell people when they're taking a long time? What's the what's the phrase you say? I have a medical condition. And I have to go to the bathroom now before I pee myself. <laughs> has that worked? Um, it has before. Do they ask you what your medical condition is, or do they just not even say anything? They just hurry up and get out. What if you just yelled, fire! Good afternoon, it's Dan. And over the weekend, we had Giordano's. Oh, I love that pizza. You know, just being from Chicago, it's just so nice to have it here in Fort Wayne now. But we only had it in the car for about 20 minutes, picking it up, bringing it home. Well, Still today, when I first open my car door, I still get a whiff of that delicious pizza that was in my vehicle. But what do you smell when you first open your door? You pull it open and you're like, whoa, or you're like, oh, that smells really good. 447K105, open in your door of your car. What's the first thing you smell? Well, if it's the wife's car and she's sitting here, it would be cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes if it's my car, it might tend to smell like White Castle. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah, today it would have smelled like Coney Island, which is not a bad thing either. If I was going to open your door, what would I smell, Jesse? Kangaroos. Euros. Oh, man. You don't want that in there for too long, do you? Oh, no. The stench sticks, though. The stench sticks. <laughs> How long did you have them in there for? Maybe an hour on the way home. The box lays in there and stenches the whole car up. Oh, yeah. It lingers for a while. What would be the smell I would uh, start smelling if I opened your car door? Yeah, I'm from down south, and we like fishing down there. And uh, 
And when I was in my car, I have an old rotten fish in there. That's the best smelling stuff around right there. Why is that the best smell? Keeps me in mind of going fishing all winter, all summer, and when I'm not fishing, I still smell like I'm going fishing. Actress Alyssa Milano had a C-section seven years ago. Her doctor gave her the choice, do you want to have your baby on September 3rd or September the 4th? She chose September the 4th because that was Beyonce's birthday. Not kidding. That's how it went down. So if you could change your birthday okay, to another date, another month, what would you change it to? I would change it to May 17th instead of November 17th because green is my favorite color and emerald is May's. Oh, so you do it because of the birthstone. Yep, and my favorite color. All right. Well, hey, well, happy early birthday because you have a birthday, a real one coming up next week. So happy birthday there anyway. Thank you. Would you change yours, Brenda? I actually have a unique one for you. Okay. Um, I want to switch my birthday because of one thing. What's that? Take my dad's birthday, divide it by my mom's birthday, and you got my birthday. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So we just switch months or anything, or just you just keep everything the same? No, I like I like October. I don't know if you heard this or not, but the costume that Will Ferrell wore in the movie Elf sold at auction for almost three hundred thousand dollars. Yes, the outfit that he wore in that movie three hundred grand almost. So. I wanted to throw a couple other costumes at you from Christmas movies at 447K105 to see which one you'd really want to own. Would it be the elf outfit that Will Ferrell owned, uh, where he wore in the movie? Would it be Cousin Eddie's white robe and hat with the ear flaps from Christmas Vacation? Or Ralphie's bunny suit from A Christmas Story? Terry, what's your pick? I think I would choose Cousin Eddie for sure. That's just the classic, isn't it? It is. I like all three of those movies, but Cousin Eddie is by far the best. <laughs> so you want the white robe and the hat with the ear flaps? I do. <laughs> and we all know what you're going to say, don't we, Terry? <laughs> I might pass on that. Which one would you take? I'm going with the bunny suit. <laughs> How come? Well, because I don't want tights. I don't want to wear green tights. Green's just not my color. I didn't say you had to wear them, Megan. I just I mean, said you had to own it. <laughs> famous relative. Somebody in your family that's famous. Lance Bass from NSYNC the other day found out that uh, he was doing one of those ancestry things. Found out that he was sixth cousins with Britney Spears. I mean, when they were young, they were always around each other. And now he finds out they're sixth cousins. So are you related to anybody famous or do you know somebody else that's related to somebody famous somebody in their bloodline and you go i'm related to this person i'm related to the robert e lee in the history book are you really it's like way way down the line but yeah maybe you're related to somebody famous down the road and are you jessica yeah i am actually fourth cousin to june carter cash no kidding Yep. So then you would be related through marriage to Johnny Cash. Exactly. Wow. We used to do family reunions when I was younger, and I honestly had no clue like that they were famous for the most part until my mom pulled out like a Johnny Cash record, and I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. Fort Wayne's K105. Hello, it's Dan, and I'm glad you're hanging out with me this afternoon. I wanted to bring this up and uh, get your take on it. You may have heard about Pop-Tarts. They're releasing flavored butters now. Frosted strawberry, frosted brown sugar and cinnamon, and frosted chocolate fudge to butter your Pop-Tarts. I've never heard of this before. I've never buttered my Pop-Tarts. I've gone from, you know, putting them in the toaster to eating eating them cold, but never with butter on them. So this sounds delicious, but it may be a tad extra. 
So I wanted to see what other food you plus up. My sister used to put sugar on her cottage cheese. Did it need it? No, but she liked it. So she plussed it up a little bit. So what is that food for you that people go, what are you doing? Well, I like to put peanut butter on top of my pancakes and then add the syrup. Ooh, I've done peanut butter on pancakes before and I've done syrup, but not together. So I'll try it. It's delicious. But you plus up your oatmeal, Justin. And exactly how do you do that? You use a teaspoon of vanilla flavoring in the water, a tablespoon of butter, make sure the butter's nice and melty. Use uh, Quaker oats. And then when that's all done, you put brown sugar instead of white sugar. Oh, my. Yeah, you got the vanilla flavoring with, with, the, with the brown sugar in your oatmeal. It is phenomenal. All right. So there's a new study out there that determines how long married couples will stay together. And it depends on how you met. Okay, this is not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. It's just, I don't know what it is. We're going to try to debunk it here this afternoon. All right, so if you met online, it says you're more likely to divorce within the first three years. Now, the divorce rates go down if you met in school, but they're still higher than if you met at a bar or through family and friends. So let's test it out. 447-K105, how did you meet and how long have you been married? Brittany, where was your meeting place with your husband? In college, at Trine University, actually. Okay, so in college, and how long have you guys been married? Uh, we've been married seven years and together 11. Okay, so so far, so good. The The survey's kind of right on the money here. Now, um, Jacqueline, where did you meet your husband? I met him through his brother, actually. Okay, so through family or friends. That's, that's on the list here, and that's supposed to be... Uh, that's supposed to be pretty good. How long have you guys been married? We have been married uh, 10 years. 10 years. Okay. So I guess the more familiar you are with somebody, then the better you are. Leslie, what about you? My uh, girlfriend that I worked in a restaurant with arranged us a blind date. Oh, okay. So family and friends. And how long have you guys been married? 42 years. Whoa. Okay. Well, the, I guess the survey that they did is, is right on so far. Melissa, where did you meet your future husband? Him at a bar. At a bar. We've been married 27 years next week. Oh, well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. It is awesome. Who to thunk it? And they say that this is that's supposed to be the, the second highest divorce rate if you meet in a bar. I can imagine. I think that there was a poll with my family and nobody thought we'd last. <laughs> about 27 years. All right. Congratulations to you. All right. And uh, Tracy, where did you say that you and your husband Mike met? Well, I met him on a, my my ex-boyfriend, who I met in high school, his Facebook page. I went through a bad breakup, and I was just looking for a rider, because we ride, you know, motorcycles, Harley-Davidson's. And I found him, and he was, like, in front of his Harley-Davidson, and I was like, oh, okay, he's kind of cute. And so I uh, actually friended him, we became friends, and um, yeah. And so then we became married one year later, and we've been married for five years, and we were like happily. Excellent. Well, good for and you. He's 14 years older than me. Well, keep it going strong. We are. We are doing well. I think we've debunked that theory. They said three years. They've been together five, so take that. Well, hello, it's Dan Austin, and uh, I wanted to bring this up. You saw Paul Rudd the other day was named Sexiest Man Alive, right? You saw that Ant-Man and Phoebe's boyfriend and friends. You know who Paul Rudd is, right? Well, He's getting grief about it already from his buddies. So I wanted to ask you, what would your friends say to you if you were named Sexiest Man Alive? What would you say to your significant other 
if he won the award. So what would your friends say if you were voted sexiest man alive, Bill? I would probably lose a couple friends because they'd die laughing. <laughs> you can think it yourself, but you don't have to go out and boast and brag about it because you already know how good you are. You'd get laughed out of the room, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely. What would your buddies do to you, Eric? They'd say I was a liar. Would they give you grief about it? What would they do? Oh, most definitely. And then they would, you know, do the kind of, somebody would stand up and say, oh, I got, guess who I got here, the sexiest man alive. Oh, yeah, there he goes. And then you'd feel really embarrassed. But yeah. (laughs) They'd shame you, huh? Oh, yeah. How about this? Taylor Swift's redone her Red album. It came out at midnight. I'm sure you know about this because it's all over the place, as Taylor usually is, when she has a song or album released. So she redid her whole Red album because of all the the problems she had with her arch enemy, selling her, or buying her old music and everything. So she wanted to redo everything. So I wanted to ask you at 447K105, is there something in your life that you would like a redo of? Now, this is a broad spectrum of anything it could possibly be. Narrow it down to one thing. Doesn't have to be anything major. Um, just could be something maybe you did yesterday. Say, oh, I wish I could have had that back, or I wish I would have studied for this test. Nobody's going to say that, are they? I think I'd redo going to a different school. <laughs> so you don't want to go to the high school you went to? or? No, the high school, yes, but the school before that, no. I didn't like it because it was very clicky and, you know, it's supposed to be a very good school, And but I wasn't I wasn't the money maker. I didn't have the money, so I kind of got drugged behind and left behind. So, but at the same time, it's where I met my, you know, technically my high school sweetheart, even though he didn't go to that school. Right. That's where we met. Oh, man, yeah, that's a double-edged sword. You don't want to give it up because that's where you met your husband, but by the same time, it was miserable. But who's getting the last laugh, really? What would you redo, Chad? Not a darn thing. I'm pretty happy who I am and where I am today. That is a very noble statement, sir. And I would, uh, I mean, you know, it's life, right? If you change one thing, then it's everything else changes. Butterfly effect. All right, so I once worked at an Arby's for two days. Two days, that was it. I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I was working other jobs as well, but two days was my limit. So what is the shortest job that you have ever had? You've ever worked there, and you, for whatever reason, it was very short, and you left. The shortest job I ever had was a job I never started. I got hired and never showed up to start. Why not? Uh, it just didn't seem fun when I went home. <laughs> it didn't seem fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem, didn't seem like something I wanted to do, so I just didn't go. They called me, said, you coming in? I said, not today, and I never went back in. So why did you apply in the first place? Uh, because I need a job, and then uh, got home and realized it just wasn't what I wanted to do. Can I ask what the job was? Yes, it was um, cleaning uh, furnaces industrial, and I'm scared of heights, so I just thought about it. I was like, nope. What was it, Dave? When I was 17, I got a job at Triangle Park Halls. Yeah, I was there for about 45 minutes and some girl kept telling me what to do and I got mad and walked out my car and left. Because somebody was telling you what to do? Well, I didn't like a girl telling me what to do. And the funniest thing is now I'm married with four daughters. Oh, (laughs) karma came back to bite you, didn't it? Yes, it did. And then my mom was very upset with me. I bet she was. All right. Shortest job you ever had. How long was it, Eric? One hour. What happened? My first jobs, I was working for a tree landscaping company. Yeah. I thought, no problem. I can carry these logs. He would cut them. You know, I would carry them. Then he would climb all the way down out of the tree, help me carry them if I was not moving fast enough. And 
Then he's like, hey, let's go. I'm going to have you climb the tree. <laughs> I stayed for about an hour. I was done. <laughs> he said, I'm not <laughs> climbing like, trees. This, this is horrible. It's very fitting that you would leave a tree business. Home Depot is selling an eight-foot nutcracker with digital life eyes. You can get that right now if they're not already sold out. So I started thinking, what's the most obnoxious or biggest Christmas decoration you have? In our house, it's definitely the life-size leg lamp from A Christmas Story. It stays up 365 days a year because it's it's just that cool. you got to leave it up. But speaking of a nutcracker, Jamie, apparently Home Depot has nothing on you, huh? I just completed a DIY two six-and-a-half-foot nutcrackers that I made myself. Did you really? What are they made out of? Uh, the concrete soda tube and PVC pipe. Look at you. So outdoor decoration or indoor? My husband is going to find some clear spray so that we can spray it so it can be outdoors. But if we cannot find it in time, then it will be for inside. All right. Good for you. That's awesome. They are fantastic. I'm super excited. What is the biggest decoration you have, Courtney? It's big collectively. I have three Christmas village sets in my living room. Whoa. So you have one across my TV stand. I have an old ladder um, that my father in law turned into like a Christmas tree shape. And then I have a bay window that has a village also. Wow. So are they like the Department 56 villages you're talking about? Yeah, like little people and lights and everything. Wow. So how many pieces do you think you have? Oh, my goodness. I couldn't even tell you, honestly. Just I just know the like half of our back wall in our garage takes up my boxes. That sounds <laughs> eerily familiar at our place. Today's the big day, the Disney Plus Day. If you're not a subscriber, you can get it for like $1.99 for the first month. And there's a lot of stuff that's on there free today. There's all kinds of trailers everywhere. So they're calling it Disney Plus Day. It's the actual second anniversary of the streaming service. Now, if you're a Disney fan like me, okay, beside a Disney movie, what is the favorite your favorite thing of Disney that you own? Okay, think about it. Maybe it's Mouseketeer ears from your first trip to Disney. Maybe it's whatever. My all-time favorite Disney thing that I own, I have the Disney Lego Castle. Oh, wow. That's got to have a lot of pieces to it. Yes, I have it on a turntable in the front of my window, and I've got all kinds of the Disney princess miniatures and things I put on it. It is my all-time favorite. Very cool. How long did it take you to put that thing together? Um, Honestly, I'm not 100% certain. I was just having too much fun building it. I didn't even keep track. What is your favorite Disney thing that you own besides a movie, Bethany? Well, I haven't been to Disney World since 1998. So I don't even know if this still is a thing or not. I still have a few dollars worth of Disney dollars, and I will never spend it even if I could. Wow. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think they do that anymore. So I would say, yeah, hang on to that. It might be worth something one day. It might be, or it might not be. Who well, knows? At least you got good memories. Well, I said the favorite Disney things I own are probably my Buzz Lightyear or Mr. Incredible uh, jerseys. I love wearing those things. I don't think I could decide between the two. Mary, what's your favorite Disney thing you own? I have a seven-month-old um, orange kitten, and his name is Oliver. And the Disney movie Oliver and Company was an inspiration for his name. Since in the cartoon movie, he's a little orange cat. Oh, cool. I remember that movie. That's a, that's a ways back, but I remember it. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty cute. Podcasts by Federated Media.